welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is the 38th episode of the Head to Head Podcast. In this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the top 10 free agency moves in the NFL. It's been a wild offseason from trades to signings. I'm going to go through the 10 that I find the most interesting. There have been huge moves Overpay of contracts that I don't like. Let's start it off. Number 10, the Patriots trading for Michael Bennett. I think this is a big addition for the Patriots. Michael Bennett had about nine sacks for the Eagles. You could make the case he was the Eagles' best defensive player. My question is, why on earth did the Eagles give you Michael Bennett? This is a guy who might have legal problems. He's a wacky dude, just like his brother Martellus. The Patriots were able to manage Martellus Bennett. It's probably going to work out okay for Michael Bennett. Is this a one-year rental? Will he be a long-term fix with the Patriots? It's probably a rental, but I like the addition of Michael Bennett. I think when the Patriots make out-of-the-box moves like this, it usually ends up working out for them. In the end, I like the addition of Michael Bennett. They need a guy to get sacks. He got nine and a half sacks last year with the Eagles. And he has a history and a relationship with Tom Brady. There are those clips online of him talking to him during the Super Bowl. He has respect for the Patriots. I think the Patriots are going to be able to handle this wild personality. I like the move. So number 10, the Patriots trading for Michael Bennett. Number 9... Redskins sign land safety Landon Collins to an $85 million contract. Landon Collins is a Pro Bowl safety for the Giants. He's one of the best defenders in the NFL on the Giants. My question with the Redskins, when are we going to stop? When is Daniel Snyder going to realize that overpaying for outside help, although I think this is an okay move, it's never worked out for him, ever. There's, there's just he's never made the right additions. Whether it's Albert Haynesworth, whether it's anyone, whether it's Josh Norman, stop making outside moves. You don't build your teams through free agency. It's like Daniel Snyder is going through the same roller coaster. Over and over and over again. He's never going to build a great Super Bowl winning team based on free agency. I don't hate Landon Collins. He's a fine safety. He's one of the best safeties in the league. What are we doing? You're doing the same thing. Josh Norman, Landon Collins. You have to get your quarterback right and you have to get your offense right. You're overpaying for these defenders like Haynesworth, like D'Angelo Hall. D'Angelo Hall worked out for them, but he didn't. you didn't win any more games. Stop overpaying these defensive players. Stop it. Stop it. And these outside help. There's a reason the Patriots win the Super Bowls and they don't have to win the offseason. Daniel Snyder continues to keep trying to win the offseason, and it's not helping him in the least. So while I like the addition of Landon Collins, the Redskins are just doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it's insane, and it's stupid, and it needs to stop. Number eight, 
The San Francisco Niners get defensive player D. Ford. They trade for him. They give him $85 million. This guy made the infamous play against the Patriots. He had a lot of sacks for the Chiefs. I like this addition. The Niners need to have a good season. They need to. Last offseason, they overpay for Jimmy Garoppolo. We could debate whether or not they overpaid, but to me, they overpaid. This is a good addition. They need to assure up their defense because offensively they've lost Pierre Garçon. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to have a lot of great options to throw to. They need to have a good season. They at least need to be 8-8 eight eight for this to be a successful season. With the Chiefs, they, they've lost so many guys. Now, they've lost D4. They're not going to re-sign Houston. They just released Eric Berry. The defense wasn't that great for the Chiefs, but they had some guys like D Ford who had breakout seasons with them. Houston's an all-time great Chief. Eric Berry, all-time great Chief. They're losing that core of defenders. This is going to be a big year for the Chiefs, which is why at number seven, the Chiefs signed safety Tyron Matthew. Now, this makes up for losing Eric Berry, and this makes up for losing... D Ford, the Chiefs to win a Super Bowl are going to need to have a better defense. But I think year two of Pat Mahomes is obviously going to be the key. The Chiefs offense is what's going to help them win. And now you have the problems with Tyreek Hill. You've lost Kareem Hunt. Who is going to be the weapons? Is Pat Mahomes this good where he can do it without a Tyreek Hill, without a Kareem Hunt? We are going to see because Tyreek Hill is going to get suspended. Kareem Hunt is gone. Yes, he has the all-pro tight end. Yes, Travis Kelsey. Yes, he has some other options that aren't so great. Benjamin at wide receiver. It's just, it's going to be interesting if Pat Mahomes can elevate his game without the, the weapon that was truly special for him, Tyreek Hill. Because my guess is Tyreek Hill will not be a chief for much longer. I like the addition of Tyron Matthew, though. He has always been one of the best safeties in the league. He's obviously made that comeback when he was with him from college where he messed up. He could kicked out. He had a great run with the Cardinals, good run with the Texans. He's one of the best safeties in the league. I like the addition. Giving him $9 million a year, though, it's dicey. So number seven, Tyron Matthew. Number six, the Ravens get safety Earl Thomas, $55 million contract, $35 million guaranteed. I think this is an overpay, but Earl Thomas is one of the best safeties of all time. I've heard people compare him to Ed Reed. I think it's a really solid, solid move. I do, but I think they've lost so much that I'm confused by the move. They lost C.J. Mosley. I just I question what's going on. Terrell Suggs left. I think the Ravens are in this transition of we think they're a good team, but they might not be. The, the The fate of their season rests in the hands of Lamar Jackson, their quarterback, who I'm not sure if he's a great passer. So it's interesting to see where the Ravens are going. Ozzie Newsome is not their general manager anymore. So you wonder if they have the stability. They still have the coach in Harbaugh. There's still a dangerous threat. There's no more Joe Flacco. It's all on the hands of... Of Lamar Jackson. Earl Thomas is a good addition. They also added a running back. It's it's a nice offseason for the Ravens so far. They lost a ton of their defenders, which is an interesting move, to say the least. After their defense is basically what made them interesting last season. Let's go to number five. The Lions pay Trey Flowers 
$90,056,000,000 guarantee. This is a guy who's one of the Patriots' best defenders. But to me, this is a huge overpay. I don't think Trey Flowers is special. He's not He's not all game-changing. To me, this is just Matt Patricia picking one of his own guys and building. The Dolphins and the Lions keep stealing Patriot players, and the Bills do this too. This needs to stop overpaying. Trey, Trey Brown also got signed by the Raiders. Teams stealing the Patriots players and giving them so much more money is not what made the Patriots good. What made the Patriots good is was they had all these guys at a reasonable cost where they're able to have a lot of them. A lot of guys are like Trey Flowers. I still believe the Patriots are going to be good. I don't think the Lions are going to be much better. This is a huge overpay. I don't love this contract. I don't think the Patriots were going to go anywhere near $56 million guaranteed for Trey Flowers, of all people. Listen, I don't even think... I think he wasn't their best defender last season. I think Stephon Gilmore was the Patriots' best defensive player all season long, and that's the guy they did overpay a little bit, but now that contract is starting to work out. I think I don't think teams should be stealing Patriots defenders and giving them this money. I like the Dante Hightower signing by the Patriots. I think that's what Trey Flowers should have taken if he wanted to remain a Patriot. But hey, he got paid $90 million, $56 million guaranteed. That's insane to me. Number four, let's talk about Le'Veon Bell getting $52 million from the Jets, 35 of it guaranteed. Listen, I like Le'Veon Bell. What did you gain from holding out a whole year? You've wasted a year of it. You didn't get $14 million. That $14 million he's never getting back. Le'Veon Bell is never going to make up that money. He gained absolutely nothing from this ridiculous year of you being on a jet ski, for you vacationing, for you being a meme, for you being... Now his rap album is really awful. I feel bad for Le'Veon Bell. He's wasted an entire year of his life. He's got nothing to show for it. And yeah, he's saying it was a good move. Listen, it's worse to be a jet. It's worse not to be a... Stealer, and it's worse not to get paid what you were going to get paid. He got absolutely nothing out of this. So people like Adam Schefter and all these guys defending him and saying, well, this is what he had to do. No, what he had to do was show up, shut up, and play football. I don't want to be this cruel about it, but he should have played for the team that had a chance to win. He let down all of his teammates, and now he's letting himself down, and his wallet didn't it didn't justify the move at all. The only thing that was going to justify the move was if he made somewhere in the $70 million, $50 million guaranteed range. And he didn't even come close to that. This is a good move for the Jets. It's going to sure up Sam Darnold in that roster. But for Le'Veon Bell, it's the clear loss. What did he act, What did he gain from this at all? He gained nothing. Yes, he's the second highest paid running back, but he's nowhere near got what he thought he deserved. And sometimes he wanted to be paid like a wide receiver. Now he's being paid like a running back, like he was going to get the entire time. He's against his own position. It's a, it's a sad story, I guess. But really, what did you gain from that year off? No one can tell me that it was justified what happened this, this whole year of Le'Veon Bell madness. Nothing. No one can convince me he did the right thing. It's stupid. 
that's why nobody actually holds out today. They just wait until they get somewhere near that range. Like Julio Jones pretended like he was going to hold out. Holdouts are the worst thing you can do. It's the worst thing. A whole year about foot without football. How did that work out for you? Number three, the Raiders steal star wide receiver Antonio Brown. Reminder, this guy scored 15 touchdowns. I don't care that he's a psycho. Guess who also traded for a psycho and went to the Super Bowl the next year? The Philadelphia Eagles and Terrell Owens. I did an entire podcast about how Antonio Brown is the next Terrell Owens, and I 100% agree with that. I think this guy is motivated to still put up the stats. I still think he's one of the hardest workers. Yes, he's drama. Most star wide receivers are. They got a third and a fifth round pick, and they get in return the guy who scored the most touchdowns in the NFL, and you could argue he wasn't even having one of his best years. Antonio Brown is worth the chaos. He's worth all that. He It's a better acquisition than getting John Gruden was. This is a... Yes, it's a free, he gets a new three-year deal. He gets $30 million of it guaranteed. $50 million if he stays throughout the whole thing. I love this move. Because now... Derek Carr, it's time to put up or shut up with that quarterback. If he can't work with Antonio Brown, then he can't work at all. The Raiders can move on from Carr, and they could get another quarterback. I think it's he's better than what Amari Cooper was. This is a good move for the Raiders. It's a solid, solid move. I love this move. I love this move. Antonio Brown was right. He's not the full problem in Pittsburgh. I'm fully convinced the full problem in Pittsburgh is Big Ben Roethlisberger having a weekly radio show, destroying all of his teammates on a weekly basis. It's interesting what the Steelers are doing. They have Juju Smith-Schuster to be their star wide receiver, but they lost the best wide receiver in the game. I believe Antonio Brown is the best wide receiver in the game. I've been saying this for the past five years. He scored 15 touchdowns on a down year. How on earth, how on earth did you just get a third and a fifth and you lose $21 million in dead cab money? The Steelers are the dumbest organization in football as we speak. Let's go to number two. The second biggest move this offseason to me is the Jacksonville Jaguars giving Super Bowl quarterback Nick Foles $88 million, $50 million guaranteed. I have mixed reactions to this. I get that he won a Super Bowl. I get that he wins big playoff road games. I get it. I get that Blake Bortles drove you insane. I just think this isn't the right move. Like, I like Nick Foles. I do. But he's not consistent. He's not going to save your franchise. I think he's what Eli Manning was when the Giants were winning Super Bowls. Like, if you have that kind of team, I think he's perfect. But Eli had Plaxico Burris. Eli had Amani Toomer at the time. There's no one on the Jacksonville Jaguars, who's a good enough wide receiver to justify paying Nick Foles this type of money. He's not going to make not great wide receivers look better. He's not that type of quarterback. You should already have the weapons in place for Nick Foles. And the Jacksonville Jaguars 
do not have the necessary weapons in place for Nick Foles to put up some numbers and to win some playoff games. I'm sorry, he doesn't. There's no Golden Tate in there's no Golden Tate in Jacksonville. There's none of those type of wide receivers that were on the Eagles team. There's no one to give the ball to. I mean, the Eagles got Deshaun Jackson. Those are the type of moves that the Jacksonville Jaguars need to make right now to justify this decision in giving Nick Foles $50 million guaranteed. It's nuts. It is nuts. It's nuts to do that. It makes absolutely no sense unless you're going to get the running They have Leonard Fournette at running back. It's fine. They'll be a run-first team. But for Nick Foles to win those playoff games, he's going to need some better weapons to throw to. Okay, it's now time to talk about my number one move this offseason. No surprise, the Browns trade for Odell Beckham. I absolutely love this move. You have Baker Mayfield, you have Jarvis Landry, and now you add one of Jarvis Landry's best friends, Odell Beckham Jr. I think the Browns are for real. They've added Sheldon Richardson. They've added so many of these star players that will help out this team. The reason I love what the Browns have done is John Dorsey realizes there is a window here of four to five years that you can utilize the the fact that you don't have to pay Baker Mayfield top dollar. Look at where the Packers are with Aaron Rodgers. He is taking up the majority of their cap hit. The same thing was with could be said for Peyton Manning and the Colts all those years. You don't win a Super Bowl if you have to give your quarterback twenty five million or more. That's how these teams are utilizing it. Jerry Goff and the Rams. Look at them. Then you have Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. When you have to start to pay your quarterback, things go awry real fast. The quarterback, it's the most important position, but if it takes up all of your money, you can't build a team. The Rams were able to build a team. They were able to bring in Tlaib, Sue, and all those veterans around Jared Goff because they weren't paying him top dollar. Now the Browns will be doing that with Baker Mayfield in the likes of Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Sheldon Richardson, Miles Garrett, so much more. They brought in Vernon from the Giants also. They have done a top-notch job. And it will be interesting to see if the Browns win the AFC North. I think they will. <clears throat> I think they will definitely be the ones who end up winning that division. And winning it probably pretty easily. Okay, so those are my top 10 moves of free agency. Let's do a recap. Number 10, the Pats getting Michael Bennett in a trade. Number 9, the Redskins signing safety Landon Collins to an $85 million deal. Number 7, the Chiefs getting safety Tyron Matthew. Number 9, Ravens getting safety Tyron Matthew. Number 5, Trey Flowers to the Lions for a boatload of cash. Number 4, Jets pay for Le'Veon Bell. What was that all for, his holdout? Number 3, the Raiders steal Antonio Brown from the Steelers. The Raiders steal Antonio Brown. Number two, the Jags give Nick Foles $88 million, $50 million guaranteed. And number one, the Browns trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Those are my top moves 
this offseason. There are probably plenty of more moves to happen this offseason, but those are the ones that I find most interesting, and I think probably all of those moves will probably work out for those teams. I don't see a misfire in any of those moves, but it is the NFL, and you never know what will happen. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There will be a new episode of the Head to Head Podcast every Monday on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Also, check out my other podcast on the Chatter Podcast Network, Pop Culture Spotlight. It's about movies, TV shows, and actors that I admire. Thanks again for listening. Mm-hmm.